Western Conference Podcast. Me and my brother Westoff are back in the building with a special guest. We got my brother JP of the Green in the building. How we doing, my brother? What's up, great, beautiful. Thank you for having me. It's good for you to be here because I know you guys are on the road right now. Yeah. I know the shows are getting back in full swing right now, but we wanted to sit down with you to kind of just see what we got going on. Right, Wes? Yeah, man. It's a pleasure to have uh, our brother JP in the building with us. Stoked, man. Proud of you guys. See, we're trying to do it because we're trying to do it for the culture, JP. Yes, sir. I hear you. As we do it for the culture, we want to make sure that we get everybody's story because they want to know the humble beginnings of the green. They want to know how the green came about. So without further ado, we want to know how did JP and the green have this whole thing music musically start? So the family plays a lot of music just kind of like, you know, after after the dinners or the the barbecues and stuff like that. So a lot of the aunties. And, and uncles is just jamming. That's kind of, you know, come over here. Yeah. And you just, you know, get into it. Like like a lot of our families, you yeah. know. And so, but my, my Uncle Danny uh, played in a band called... Shout out Uncle, Uncle Danny. Danny. Legend Uncle Danny. That's yeah. my dad's brother. And um, that's actually Caleb's mom's brother, too. So Caleb and I are first cousins yeah. from the green. And that's our uncle. He got us into you know, the business side of, of music, but we were kind of jamming with the family from... Because you guys were already playing the music anyway. Kind of jamming with the Uncle family. Uncle Danny came with the business side of it. Yeah, we started saying, like, wait, what is this? You know, they yeah. rehearsing. I was like, oh, you know, we start going to the shows. Like, you know, when you're in intermediate school, it's just like, whoa, like... Yeah. That concert world is, is a whole... Is Especially when that love starts. Yeah. yeah, so we're just like seeing our uncle do it. It was like... And then he recorded our first album when we were... I was a senior in high school. Caleb was like... Eighth grade. Shout out Next Gen. Next Generation. <laughs> so he kind of broke it in. Not only did he show us, but he kind of like gave us a little start in the, in the, in the business. Like yeah. Of our own start, you know. And so that was 2003. Yeah. And then Caleb's brother, Michael, was, a, was the third part of Next Generation. It was me, Caleb, and Michael. We we're all first cousins. Michael. So was the name Next Generation because you guys were pretty much the next generation? Of it was the kind name. of Uncle Dan's vision yeah. of, of what, he, what he saw it. And, and so we had a couple songs on their recent album. And then we did this album of ours, which was just a cool experience, you know, being yeah. in high school and having a song on the radio. And, like, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was just, like, kind of the, the real beginning of a, of a long music journey, you know? Wait, I have a question. So was... was uh... I've seen the video and Justin is in there, right? <laughs> yeah. So was, was he part of the group? Thanks for. Oh, I mean, can we not talk about that? I, mean, I should have brought Speaking that up. Speaking of, yeah. I should have said that earlier. No, no, no. You know, you got you to gotta live with what you do. And it's like looking back, you know, when you look back in your high school pictures or yeah. your elementary school pictures, you're like, oh my God, but it is what it is, you yeah. know? And Uncle Dan um, is close with Justin and his family from church and some other stuff. And so you kind of had Justin a part of the next G band because yeah. Justin was already 22, 23. <laughs> we needed a little, a little bit of. Yeah. Yeah. And how old you guys when Justin was 20? How old you guys? Yeah, like I was a senior in high school. Yeah. I was seventh, eighth grade. Oh, So wow. we're doing shows and stuff like for the first time, Justin was kind of the mat, you know, yeah. helped organize and keep for those, of, for those of you who don't know, Justin is uh, the merch guy for The Green. If you've ever been to The Green merch booth, that's, yeah. that's brother Justin. He's been with us there. from pretty much the beginning. From the gate. From yeah. before The Green. like, And it's like, he's one of those, you know how when you go places and there's always the homie, or there's always that guy looking out for yeah. you. Like, yeah. Even if you don't see him sometimes. Exactly. Like, <clears throat> he might not even be in your business or whatever, but he's just that homie. He's that homie, but yeah. he's also in the business. So it makes it makes us feel just special to have a guy like this. Yeah, a to have a guy that, yeah, that's passionate about your brand. Just loves yeah, us. Exactly. He, solid, he goes solid, hard for us. It's a kind of the right foundation there, of what we do. You know, we need yeah. the support and it's like we have him right there and so that was next G video. We looked like a bunch of <laughs> solid backstreet boys like over there. <laughs> but we get a lot of 
we get teased by, for that video a lot yeah. because we look ridiculous. But oh, for me, Caleb, bro. Caleb in that video. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Caleb around, Caleb around the middle part yeah. for a long time. You couldn't even recognize Caleb. You're like, wait, wait that's yeah. Caleb? Yeah. <laughs> Things was wild, dude. And the music video game, you know what I mean? Back then, it was, like, yeah. we had to be maybe $15 budget. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it was a lot of creativity. But for me, it's like, looking back at that, I can laugh. But I also am like, look yeah. at that. Like. Humble beginnings. Got to start somewhere. You know, it's crazy. Exactly. We had Fiji on here, and he I was talking that. about, yeah, he was talking about Manao Company really putting him on uh, and just, you know, how grateful he was for that opportunity. And thank you for bringing up Fiji because pff, that man, like, you know, you see him so much and you hear him, so he does so much amazing yeah. things everywhere. He's so loving, you know, and he would say, like, oh, Uncle Dan, you know, and it would just be, like, growing up hearing that, like, what? And then watching him, you know, like, back when he was doing the, 20 person entourage yeah. like rolling through like backstage like that guy is a he has so much to do with everything like yeah he's like who he is but he also is like hey come over here do most this, humblest guy we that. know because we were talking to jay book as well and which everyone that we bring on the show always has a story with feeds you know just how he helped them out and how he was a bit influence on their part of the career and it goes back to uncle danny like he was like the Simon Cowell of putting bands together. So when he put Next Generation together, he kind of knew, okay, Kayla would be here, you would be there. And then it just kind of went into the whole green thing. How did the green thing come about? Um, so it's pretty wild. So um, right when Micah decided, Caleb's older brother, he's like, yeah. I want to do my own thing. Like that hit me kind of hard because we we're like, we're ready to do a second album. Like we're making money. Like Michael Jackson's leaving the Jackson 5. You're like, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Like yeah. it was, but for me, I was like, I, I saw it as a as a as a hustle that was like yeah. out of nowhere almost, you know. Uncle kind of gave us this thing, so I was I was a little thrown off. But yeah. at the end of the day, it was like Michael really wanted to do that, and and so that was that. And so Caleb and I were like, okay, what we're we gonna do? And it was like, you know what? We just started working with Les a little bit. Yeah. So was Shout like, out, know, brother Caleb, Les. Brother Les. <laughs> another another Fiji in the making. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Guys, <laughs> animal. But Caleb, we were like, we should do Caleb's solo album. Yeah. Like, that's the move. Caleb's, so that was the move at, at that point. That was the move. Yeah. And it was like, okay, cool. And then, you know, we jammed with Kikes and Zion. We all would jam. And he, they all jammed with Next Generation yeah. with us and stuff. So it was kind of, yeah, we'll work on something too. And then Kikes and I were like, well, we should really do it. Okay, let's do it. Came up with a name. And then Caleb was like, I don't like do and I don't like do solo album. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Sh for me, I'm like, I'm not going to be trying to take... I just felt that was what I felt for Caleb. Yeah. And then he's like, you want to do that? I'm like. Because you felt like it was the move. And Caleb was like, ah, probably well, better in a group. Caleb's just, if you know Caleb, he like hang out. Yeah. He like cruise. He like, you know, he 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 ain't really trying to be something he not. You he doesn't want to be the center of attention. He doesn't yeah. like it. Even though he got the talent, he, he yeah. wants to be with the boys all the time. Yeah. And so that ended up being probably the biggest blessing for the green. Because if you know Caleb, he's just a powerhouse. And yeah. like, he takes so much pride in what he is and what he's trying to be and if you knew him from middle part days brother could like honestly the first couple of shows he, he he had a hard time face yeah forward it was him facing backwards like dude yeah, he's so shy around, like, i've noticed that because i tell the people all the time caleb's voice like in this whole demographic that we got going on is kind of like the, the the sound of an angel right we were talking about because yeah. he has that tone you know, and you've seen it early, and you kind of seen it be like, okay, Caleb can work with someone, but when you have that, you know, not what we call an introvert, but you're just kind of like, you know, yeah. scared to be out there like that. You got, you need the brothers like you, like Zion, the Kikes, but that all came about with you guys just jamming? Um, well, What came about? Like the, the, uh, the, the whole. Yeah, pretty much we cohesion. had a studio. I, so here's a crazy thing like MIDI. You guys know MIDI, yeah. you're working on the software. You know, it, it came out, and I forget exactly what year, but 
in high school. Uh, I went to Quimelo High School. Got lucky. The athletic, like I said, I like director was my neighbor. I, <laughs> I never have the 100% scores. But anyways, ninth grade, I'm walking around the, the performing arts, just tripping out at high school. Like, damn, this campus is massive. And I see a, a room with 10 computers with keyboards. And I'm like, what's that? Walk by a couple days. I don't see anyone in there. Finally, I, I see a, a teacher. And I'm like, hey, what, what is this? He's like, oh, it's a, it's a program that the school is experimenting and doing Still new, yeah. research with. And so I was like, oh, how do you get in the class? He's like, you just come and I'll write you a pass. You just can't be missing like important stuff. But yeah. I can write you a pass, spend some time, a few days a week, whatever. So I ended up in there all the time, not knowing that I got to learn MIDI like the year it came out. Oh, like wow. before so anybody was that really was like on right that. when it came out. Like yeah, it was just being like spread out. And people were already. That's why people don't like come in man, schools. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not that guy. Plenty of yeah. <laughs> so you, your curiosity and seeing this whole MIDI just come about, that kind of just had your creative wheels. So going. I had a little studio in the room, you yeah. know, like you know, after Uncle Dan got his got us the album going, I had a little studio, and we always would work, and it was yeah. just like I don't know what we're gonna do exactly, but we just kept working. Like Brad had a solo album we did, like. I remember he that. sings and yeah. it's crazy roots super roots album yeah. like so we just did a lot of experimenting and like figuring it out you know and so as the green kind of started coming we already had two three albums worth yeah so it was like once we decided and caleb moved over then zion was like ah you know i'm down because we wanted zion too but he was on the road with pato bantan and mystic yeah. roots and once he kind of was like ah i'm in yeah boom it just like the songs that we had just set us up to have two or three albums out the gate that were just Cause you had the songs already sitting in the can. Yo, yo, that first album, man. That thing is a classic, man. I classic mean, album. That thing was done in, in. We rented a house in Kahala Abbey. You ask anybody, we, we were just for a year and a half. We were in this house in Kahala, beautiful house. Yeah. Just recording the album, and you know, when these projects, like that, that's the essence of it. You know yeah. what I mean? The like vibe. what's going the vibe on? Got to be right. And it was like a hungry time for us, and it was we we had this lady that was interested in investing, and she pulled out last minute. And we're wow. like, what? But we already had the house. Yeah. She, was, she already was like, you know what? We'll, we'll figure it out later. I just don't think. And she was right. Like She was in the music biz in back in the way, but she, she had seen what was happening. Like We had a little, you know how it is when yeah. things start going. And so she was like, she's like, oh, I'm kind of out of, it's not really my, my scene. This is like tutu, like anti. Yeah. Like, and we were like so ready to do it that it was kind of caught us off guard, but it did make sense. And yeah. so our friend jumped in, and this is crazy, and he took us for a ride, and we actually lost our on the first album. Yeah. But you learn and you... And you keep it's it, definitely... Keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. Trials and tribulations. Where did because, the green name come from? So we just were trying to think of something that could kind of mean something to each person on its own. Yeah. Instead of it being something like this, this, this. Yeah. It was like... like so a color came to mind. Like, you know, well, a color would be cool because colors don't really have... There's no real Too good or bad. Meeting, it's yeah. just a thing you make it yours and the green just kind of match for Hawaii and... You know, a few other little things. And <laughs> well, what were some of the names before the green came about? I know there had to be a list of say, okay, guys, we have four or five names. They have the green, and what was the other three or four? The Dum Dums, the Idiots, <laughs> the HK Boys, the IQ, the IQ Killers, <laughs> the um, Middle Park Bandits. There's a few. Yeah. <laughs> so we're glad that the green came out as the winner with that. It worked one too. out, you know. Yeah. So just the, that that MIDI thing that that is a big deal to me because that software still going today yep. yeah and the kids you know that's like, everything now for everything so it's huge and and like that's the future you know and how did that you know how did that knowledge of you knowing what the midi was be beneficial for the green at that time well if you if you know studios like when it went from the dig, uh the, the analog days mm -hmm. and converted into the digital days like a lot of the guys that transitioned into that they struggled with that yeah and so it was like either they 
they knew it and then they could work it into the system or they had a hard time and we worked with a couple guys that were on both sides of it and it just real it just it's a, it's very obvious that yeah. you got to have some decent knowledge of the digital side to 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 make it all work you know well, it's all about adapting with the times we talk about like if the, a new a new software comes out a new platform comes out it takes some time to kind of like you know, master what that is. For sure. Well, it helped having like the plugins kind of advanced too. Yeah. You know, like because before it would just be like sounds from one keyboard, but you know now you can get sounds from, you know, all different instruments. And that's uh, crazy MIDI. how JP was like at the forefront of that whole thing. Hey, what are those computers and Bro, keyboards doing? In that's there? what I was thinking about, and I just had I just had talked to some because I'm not really like I'm I'm I'm, I'm playing. Oh, yeah. Sh- something happened to my mic. Oh, there you go. Yo, yo, hello. Yo, you yo, good? Yo, you you good. On. Maybe your headphones. I think maybe. You on there? I can't. Oh, there. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh man, I forget what I was even talking about. Anyways, we're, we're talking about the MIDI, like the the, the, the knowledge of the having. So, the MIDI like, doing a, that. when I started recording, see all this how it goes down in the studio. It's like a, it's a long eight hour day, you yeah. know. And then as you go, like nowadays, like what what what's possible? Like when guys who are locked in, it's like you know us three will be here. Maybe I'll start a tune on this workstation, but then you'll be right there, like. Yeah. And next thing you know, three guys working on the same song. I don't hear what you do. I don't hear what you're doing. And then you fly it over to me, and it's like, holy. It's what? crazy how one it just hour. comes right. Yeah, exactly. It comes over. And it's like, oh, let's get Homeboy on the vocals. Let's yeah. email it to them in, in Moscow and let him. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, see, and that's what we, where everyone didn't have to be in the studio right, anymore. Yeah. They could send that MIDI file. They could send just everybody just doing it. And that's crazy because that's with everybody. You and all the other artists are using that, and that's like a common it's huge. household name now, too. So the fact that Kamema had that, at, I, I think nowadays I'm like, dude, do they even realize like how timely that was? But hold on. How did Kamema have that's that? That's what I want to know. Somebody I'm, had to I know there. they're the, probably the only high school that had that. Yeah. So oh, I, I called my, my homegirl who works in, in there like two weeks ago. I'm like, hey, so I have, I've been thinking about this thing like, I stumbled upon this thing yeah. that became my foundation for a career. I'm like, I know the school is all loaded up with performing arts as far as hula and, yeah. and, and plays and all that stuff, but where is the like recording? So producing? at that point, there was no lane for that. You Dude, just kind of just kind of step into that on accident. Five years after, I think it became an actual class. Wow. I talked to the guy still. I called him because yeah. I was going through this thing a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "Yeah, it's actual. It's an actual class now. We try to do an album." A year, whatever songs, yeah. however, you know, because it's all based on the kids and how they work. Yeah. So other than that, it's just the class. So, but, but what I was wondering is like where, if we're such a big performing arts island, yeah. school, mm-hmm. then Institute. where is the recording business aspect yeah. of it? It's, where's the growth from that yeah. MIDI program? And so my friend was tripping out. She's like, wait. So this program, so she's basically, so you're saying you, you stumbled upon this thing and it became, yeah. I'm like, dude, it's huge. She's like diamond in the rough type thing. I'm like, straight up. So what do you, where, where, how are we sifting through the talent we got up there? Yeah. You know, other than this little, hey, come experiment. She's like, what do you have in mind? I'm like, I know like three or four dudes that yep. we could come into this place and find the guys. Yeah. yeah. Songwriting, producing, you know, like somebody. Because you had the resources already. It was all the boys because the people that you was jamming with already. You had they were like you had them in mind already, right? Yeah. So I'm just thinking like for the future of of, of the of the Hawaiians over there coming now, where 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 are we yeah. looking at? You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. I just wanted to bring that up because no, absolutely uh, there's an opportunity to maybe give back in in a way and come on, you should I be mean, in the history what, book. But yeah, look what it did for you. you know that's what, what I'm saying. Mean? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because look, what, I mean, just having that technology now, being a part of it so early. Made sure that okay when the sound came out for when the green was starting to do albums. How was that first album that you guys used it towards that? Say okay, we could do this with everybody that knows that has their hand in it. 
Ask that again. I'm just, I just got covered. <laughs> I know. I was kind of confused too. I was like, no, wait, so, yeah, so you having that knowledge of right. it, having to go into to do the first album, right, right, right. How did that knowledge from that kind of oh, just make it more better? It, for it, it was huge because the the like the auntie who was getting us going in the first, she's like, what is going to make this album great? Yeah. I was like, I want everyone together. You're like, watch I, this. I can do it in my room, and I want everyone together. I can't record drums because I. I wasn't there yet. Yeah. I just was like one, two track at a time. The drums, you needed, you know, a space of yeah. all these mics. I wasn't there yet. So we went to Wendell Ching's, did the drum. Studio oh, One. Deezy. Studio One. Wendeezy. Yeah. Yeah. Wendell B. Yeah. Shout out Longa too, because yeah. you gotta live over man, there. Shout man. out to Longa. Longa. stayed over there. Rest in peace to our brother Longa, man. He's everywhere with us, bro. That guy's, man. Love that. We just had to bring, love you, bro. And what was the first yeah. song you guys recorded? So we recorded Love Eye, I think, was the first tune. And we yeah. recorded that with, we actually had Capena de Lima do digital drums. He's like, I just got the Night Nurse drum samples. <laughs> and he's like 12, you know what Pen I mean? Freaking like, oh, dude, this kid, him and Caleb were, you know, Uncle Dan had Capena play with us in Next Jeep. Yeah. So like Caleb and him were same age. It was like these two young beasts. Yeah. Hammers, uh. You know, and like now you go visit Penn, it's like, dude, what? He's on another level, you know? And yeah. so he did, we used <laughs> Gregory Isaac's Night Nurse drums on Love Eye. <laughs> and so that was the first tune and that, that whole project was half MIDI yeah. before we added vocals and drums. And then t- it was, a, it was, that program was the whole project. Yeah. You know? It was a dope, humble beginning. And then when did you guys kind of know, okay, this green thing can work for you guys? Um, I think we... Cause you guys are, were you guys already doing shows in Hawaii? No, at that you know time? that first album took off. Man. That first uh, iTunes named it best reggae album of the year. Wow. That that year, and it was like what? Like we were just getting introduced to this yeah. whole digital just, world and business yeah. and all that. And it was like, wait, what? And so that kind of helped a lot because there was a lot of things that came from that. Yeah, people were like, hey, I saw this. It was like a big deal to people. It was a big deal to us too. Yeah. But you know how things are some you know, oh you made the cover of Forbes. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> Yeah. I, I did? Yeah. But so, even the even the radio play was crazy. We had a lot of radio contacts and we just yeah. like we would bring, you know, shout out Jamie Hyatt. Like yeah. Jamie Hyatt's a music lover, you know what I mean? Like, we'd bring him to the studio and be like, yo, what do you think about it? He'd just be like, Oh um, well, I wanna hear this. And yeah. next thing you know, he's like you know, involved in the pro and that that's a little secret I feel like was helped us just get a lot of love on yeah. the radio. So for all you upcoming artists out there, man, it make is. sure you guys make good with Jamie Hyatt. <laughs> yeah. It's like not just Jamie, well, with a lot of the radio that yeah, 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 radio for sure. For because sure, yeah. speaking of radio, like how do you guys transition to like having social media help your careers now that everyone's not transitioning fully, but from radio towards now Spotify? Yeah, absolutely it's like right. Apple. How do you guys use that to your advantage? Well, it's like what you guys are doing right now. Like yeah. the, the boys were t- like tired. It's just and that. It's like I'm like Shh, I don't know these guys. I like what Stafford guys are doing. Yeah. Like I think it's necessary, you know, and and and. They're like, oh, they want more than one guy. I'm like, Shh, I think I could bring yeah. three times Adam up with just yeah, the exactly. fire that I feel for what we, what you're doing. But I feel like that energy of wanting to connect is what needs to be there yeah. for for this for like for you guys and for the social media for all of it to activate. Yeah. You got to have that energy, like, hey, exactly. Not I'm better or you're. No, like, yeah, exactly. And J- that, JP hit me too. He's like, bro, I got this. I was like, oh, we got it. <laughs> Come on in because I think it's definitely gonna be because it's the energy i'm just pumped yeah like right now like we were off for two years you know what i mean like that that was a weird time like are we ever gonna come back like what's gonna happen and like now to be doing these shows that it's just been like you guys know this the scene's just people are so hyped to come out and we're just talking about people speaking of that because people are definitely wanting to get out right now we've been two-year hiatus now people are starting to get back on the road starting to do these shows and it's like look that's why we wanted to use this platform to say look if everybody's coming back let's say what was they doing for these two years what were they doing in this time that everyone was had to be in the pandemic Speaking of. So, yeah. So, I'm <laughs> stoked because that two years was, we all had, I had, ba- like, I had three little babies. Yeah. Right when pandemic hit. We were as at home. I was like, my other half, 
is an essential worker. So she's yeah. like, I gotta go. And so I literally went from like being bummed that I was leaving the babies to now I'm home. Yeah, exactly. With these guys, daddy all time. Oh, it's heavy. Yeah. And it's like, shh, anyone who shout out to all the parents out there, yeah. it's not easy. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a grind. And we had three three in three years, three and a half years. Oh, you were busy then. And it was wild. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, Caleb's like, what? So what? And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what's the move? You know, yeah. what are we? You know, it's, you know how some parents were in, in COVID. It was like no one really wanted to be around the baby, you know? Exactly. You know, so it was like some guys were down to work. Some guys weren't It down. was tough. When you guys are like getting back on the road, like being at Cali Roots and being amongst, you know, peers and other artists that you probably wouldn't normally work with, does that create a vibe to you? Be like, hey, it'd be dope if we did a song with such and such. Of course, man. Like yeah. you always want because the possibilities are, are what are exciting. So not yeah. knowing what can happen. And uh, how big or small or something, you know, things happen really quickly. And, like, yeah. you, you give it the opportunity, like, sky's the limit. And t like, t tell our people about the uh, the Coming Home album. The Coming Home song? I like mean, yeah, about, sorry. sorry. It's called Brand that? New Eyes. Oh, album. Brand New Eyes, that's what it was. My yeah. yeah. So you want to hear about the song? or what? what like, Both. I want to hear about the song Both. because that song got my kids playing it every time I go somewhere. I'm like, okay, guys, okay, <laughs> I get it, I get it. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, home. Well, what brand about this artist, song? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, no, tell us about the album yeah. first. Okay, the album first, Brand New Eyes. Um, is, is was just I went to rehab a year ago. Yeah, um, it was just I was grew up. I grew up in learning things that I didn't know was the bad, yeah. the bad things. You know what I mean? And it went from thinking I was gonna be big time drug dealer to like, okay, uncles go to jail, and that's not gonna yeah. be it. I also, I'll just party then. Yeah, I won't go. I won't go to jail. Everyone's cool. I'll just party. Then that got heavy. You know what I mean? So I went to rehab. I have daughters. I've wanted to get things kind of just. Settled down and, yeah. and figured out. My other half is she's she's God bless. She's such a you know she taught me so much and she's she's not she's not with that. You know yeah. what I mean? So I had to figure it out. And so that kind of brought a whole new reality to my life. Yeah, and helped me figure things out. And I wrote a song with Kimmy. We both had our first born months apart. Yeah, and we wrote this tune called Brand New Eyes. And it's just like through the eyes of our kid, this like new beginnings kind of vibe that kind of sparked. The album and coming home is, is is the big tune off the album and I love it for the reason that Brad, our bass player, wrote it and he's the one guy in the band that doesn't have any kids. Wow, that's dope. So I feel like any other person could have tried to write this tune, it wouldn't have related to so many people because it would have been too specific to a fan yeah. or whatever this guy. Brad was writing it based off of him seeing us FaceTime yeah. all the kids. And so I love that because it just gets to, it's a peek into what it is without yep. it being like first person told. It's like yeah. the, being shared by Brad. Yeah, that's crazy. It's epic. Because Brad is on the outside looking in type deal for that song. For that. And he sees you guys on the FaceTime with the kids and the thing. Because if you guys haven't heard that song, it, it's so deep that artists can kind of all relate. You know, relate to it yeah. and be like, dude, that song right there is hard. But, but you, that has to be a bigger part on you because not a lot of people is going to admit they go to rehab. Not a lot of people admit they're going to party because especially in this business that we have, right? if you don't realize what the problems are, you're never going to be able to reap the benefits of what, you know, fixing something like that. So how was that whole transition for you? Well, for me, like, like I, I didn't realize that a lot of the things that I was getting into was were, were wrong yeah like you know seventh eighth grade like the uncles give you like hey don't get it from this the dude did like this and it was like i, I felt so like i felt so strong this yeah. is like um, uncle's teaching me to so i never felt any negativity and then when my uncle you know went to jail and and my cousin's 
graduated high school and the dad wasn't home and stuff. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. And then uncle's like, hey, don't make this mistake. Like, it's not worth it. And you got other uncles saying like, I'll do it again. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, shit. So yeah. that right there, I didn't, I didn't, I listened to my uncle. I was like, okay, so I, so I, I, I stopped that. But I never felt like I was doing anything yeah. bad. Absolutely. Even when Absolutely. I got into partying, it was like, shit, yeah. let's enjoy then. And so just the fact that I had my other half who was like, um, because I would like get any certain two or three people text me for something, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and sh- I would just be like, I got to run Uncle Aaron real quick. Yep. She's like, That's, this is messed up. This is and exactly I'm what I was talking like, about. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. She's like, no, you're going to go grab this for, and it was like, <laughs> I better figure, I better figure out what's going on. Yeah. Because, because I think this is no problem. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you said that because not I mean in Hawaiian household Polynesian households we are raised like that yeah we are raised where we don't think that anything's wrong mm-hmm. so anything that we're doing growing up grow and, and as an adult now we're thinking that's like second nature mm-hmm. partying is like oh that's what we do right you're you're bent you're, you're fortunate to have a partner that supported you like right. that because not a lot of people do for sure and then again not a lot of people admit to those faults right. and not to, to those shortcomings I see it all the time in the Polynesian community they think these things that we're still doing today is cool and it's not once you realize right. that this might kind of alter what you're doing for a living mm-hmm. that this could kind of mess you up in the long run right. if you don't have that support system mm-hmm. but I think it's to, to draw eyes to it to say look I did rehab for a year yeah. some people that are sitting there thinking about it right now are mm-hmm. like dude that might be the route, but now it's not cool to go to rehab. Yeah. Now I think these kids that are watching this podcast now kind of have to say, oh, shit, JP went to, to, to rehab, so it might be cool to do that. How did that come upon you to say, was there any pressure on you saying, okay, if I go do this, am I going to go public with it, or am I just going to kind of keep this behind curtains? Well, when when the idea came to do it, it was like, I was pr- I'm proud of the journey because I, I, I feel successful not yeah. making millions off of drugs. Yeah. I just feel successful for that, like, Cause that's what I wanted so bad, but once I realized what it really was, it was like I move on for that. So that was like that's the foundation for everything moving forward. Is yes. is like I'm, no matter what, I'm good. Like I could be broken on welfare and all this stuff, but I'm but I'm not breaking the law. And I learned from yeah. my my past. So so cool. And so when it gets to going to rehab, it's like pfft, I'm already I already made peace with with myself. Yeah. Like if you think I'm a scrub for it, that's that's whatever. Exactly. All good. You know. And then what I experienced being at this place just blew my mind. You know what I mean? Because now we're going like, so who hurt you the most in your, as you, in your childhood? Yeah. You're like, what? And it's the first <laughs> time I'm in therapy. Yeah. And it's like these other dudes. That, it, was, it was a small uh, spot. There's only four people there at a time. Five yeah. people there at a time for one month. But they bring in a person every week and one person leaves every week. So it's always a, a moving. A different, you always yeah, experience this person's people. entry mm-hmm. to that person's exit. And so it's like you come into this place so heavy and, and, and uncomfortable. And you miss it. like I felt so dark. But I, when I decided to go, it was like my my girl had called me a name, and it resonated so it deep with messed you. Messed me up, yeah. bro. And I don't even want to say bro. the name because I want to. I already know. Jump through the wall right now, you know. It's always those trigger names that you call. You like hold up. And she said it in front of the girls, and I was like, but but she wasn't lying, you yeah. know. And so the next day, I was like, is it cool if? Because I'm gonna. Yeah. And she was like, she's like, Shocked. Don't get me. I was like, don't get me wrong. Like I ain't. I ain't here for yeah. the, the games. You know what I mean? You want to call me that? Yeah. Then I can go. Especially with that because, like, you're talking about the therapy stuff. I Like, it's not cool to go to therapy nowadays. I've been through therapy sessions where you kind of sit with three or four people that kind of, 
And at that first, you know, being raised in a Polynesian household, you kind of say, okay, I want to be better story than whatever they're telling. Right. Then you do it once or twice, and you start to realize, hold up, yeah. this is actually going to help me. Mm-hmm. So that's why you being in a position where you're in a, you're in a group, this could kind of affect others if you don't do this. Totally. So something that for you, not just for your family, not just for the boys that are in the band, mm-hmm. something that's going to affect everybody, you can't be selfish at that point. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot of people are selfish. Yeah. They kind of say, oh, I don't need that help. Yeah. Oh, I don't need to go to therapy. I don't need yeah. to do this. So it's something, because I'm not going to lie, when we used to party back in the day and do the shows earlier, and then when you did rehab, I seen the difference. I seen the difference in kind of like, you kind of kept everybody together. Like say, okay, we could go hard, hard, or we could just kind of say, hey, boys, let's kind of just kind of bring it back. And I think that it's a kind of domino effect yeah. because, you know, I partied with less. I partied For with sure. all of us. And we all have that background of saying, oh, it's just partying. Right. But once you look at it as a, as a thing where we're all like in this business, mm-hmm. now there's a business side to it. Now, like, if you have these bad, you know, um, shortcomings that are coming up, it could affect what you do going forward. Totally. And I think with you admitting what you did and you kind of saying, look, I'm ready to get back on the road and do this for the family, that right there is going to resonate with so many people watching this podcast right now that I don't think you understand no. how, how much you realize that's going to help people right there. That's dope. That's huge. And, you know, the craziest thing about it is the first week, you know, they keep you close to the – you can't really, you know, do much. You kind of just got to hang out. Yeah. You, the thing is that you got to sit with yourself, you know, because usually when you're in a zone, you're going to run to this or that. Here, whatever you did, you you accept it. Yeah. And that's what that first week was for. And then they let you into these sessions. But the first session I had, the girl, she had just started to, she, I guess she hasn't spoken for two weeks. Yeah. You know? So the other guy was telling me, I knew one guy who had, we had a mutual friend. He was, yeah, this girl's been like really, Real mute. but she came out wow. hard, like my wow. first set. And she... I just couldn't stop bawling because I'm in a place like, man, like second guessing myself. Like, what exactly. Am I, You're what's going on, you yeah. know? And she was like 22 from Pittsburgh. She was like, oh, yeah, I, you know, it's weird sitting here because I lost my mom, dad, auntie in, 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 in three months. And that was like my whole family. And so I don't have anyone, but I'm like sitting around this table like it's a dinner table. Yeah. She's like, but I don't really have a dinner table. And she's like, I, uh, I had a shotgun tied, ready to go to my head, and yeah. I was gonna book my flight here, or just end it. Wow. And the, 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 and I'm just like, bro, it was Damn. so heavy Man, to crazy. hear. Yeah. And I was like, I was over there crying for my daughters. Yeah. And then this girl don't have no, not a single person, no and family. she's over here on the Big Island from Pittsburgh. And she's the going through this. It brought me. It made me feel so. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Shut. It's crazy shut up, because man. if you don't realize what other people are going through, sometimes it's like you don't know everybody's story. So that's like when you know we go through life today. We see everybody's victories on social media. We see yeah. everybody, you know, highlighting all the highlights and the wins. Mm-hmm. There's those people that don't have those highlights and wins. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with this young lady that's 22 years old, she doesn't have family. Mm-hmm. We don't know that, but we'll be quick to judge her right. if she don't say exactly. nothing. Exactly, and oh, I already judged her. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And that, that, it takes instances like that to say, look, we don't know what everybody's going through. Then sometimes you want to pull your problems back after knowing what the exactly. next person been through. Like, yeah. oh, shit, I ain't, I ain't doing that bad once right. I hear these other stories. That's man. what I mean. Yeah. Like, I didn't even get to speak. And I was like, I already could. I was like, wow, this place is going to yeah. crush me and yeah. change me and make me. what. And the therapist is just staring at me the whole time yeah. she's going in. And I'm like, probably stop, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then finally he was like, you carrying a lot of sadness with you? And, dude, it was just like a month of that, you know? Yeah. So are you uh, completely sober? I, I, I started burning again because yeah, I, okay. when, when I went back on the road, it was like I getting up to the tour, I was like, fuck, how is this going to go down? Like, Well, it has to be hard with the transition. Move? Yeah, exactly. You know, what's You're the, back so, into the business. I was talking to my to Kristen like, about it. I was like, well, you know, I got to be honest and true to me. Yeah. 
And my real reason for getting into rehab wasn't because I was in this dump of a place and like right. trashing yeah. myself. Yeah. It was like I was just cool with anything and everything. You know, I didn't have any kind of threshold for what I thought I needed. Yeah. And so that's what I went for. And I, because I never really felt I had a huge problem with one thing or another. It was just, oh, what? Pick up a bag there, drive over to Fly over there, come back yeah. over here. Easy. How much? Let's go. And I can keep part of it. Exactly. Whatever. You want to yep. go out to Bahamas after that for a week? Yep. And just relax? <laughs> no, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't the, the mindset. And so I was like, you know, and she, and, you know, it was hard because she, she was like, Are, what? All of, you know, all of that down the drain. I was like, babe, I started this thing. Like, this is my, this is it. This is my passion. Like, yeah. I don't want to come back to it. And then create these like things that I feel would kind of mess with our energy. Like, yeah. I don't want to be like, boys, no buds around me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's what I want to say. Is now that you're back in the scene, right. are you like the Fife Al now? Like, with, oh, wait, don't go with JP, but the rehab. Like, you, I'm, you're going to see partying. You're going to see of other course. artists doing what they do. Of course. How do you kind of deal with that? Do you kind of feel like you have that responsibility to say nothing? Or you say, hey, you do what you do? I, I always enjoyed. See, like for me, like I always wanted to have everything so I could yeah. give everyone everything. Yeah. And then I wanted to have a little bit extra. So when everyone thought it was done, we should yeah. <laughs> surprise. JP get, JP get. <laughs> and so that was always the what made me stoked about like, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed partying too, but I was more stoked to party everyone out. Exactly. And so it was like having multiple options and one nice supply of it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So that that is still that is like what I still feel and have when we're out partying. Like yeah. I ain't, I ain't gotta go get drugs, but I can buy you guys all a shot yeah. or twenty. Yeah. yeah, can you guys drink one five one? I'll get you five of those. How's that gonna? You know, <laughs> Stay away from this guy, man. Yeah, I, was say, no, I don't <laughs> want to battle with Cisco. I'm just saying. Well, the reason I can resonate with it because yeah, I do come from partying, mm -hmm. and you know, I do have my instances where I have that. But I, you know, I, I did, I did my therapy, like kind of like not in in the public eye. And, you know, when we bring this up, I, I kind of like coincide with you and kind of just relate with you because it is hard. Because once we're in that spotlight, once we're in that whole thing, it's a tough fork in the road for us to say, OK, either I'm going to go party or I'm going to be cool. Because I went sober for like a year. No alcohol, no right. nothing. And that I was like the the, the dork guy. Uh, he, he, he's the he's the boring Cisco. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And you find that out now when you party with people it's like, no, nah, I, I, I did it, though. Mm. So now that you know, I'm drinking again now, but I, I look, OK, when I was the boring Cisco and mm. I was now in the party Cisco, which one is really me? The older you get, you kind of say, I, I don't mind being the old, the, the boring Cisco, only because you see these younger kids, they partying different now. Yeah. And now that you're a little bit older, like, OK, I could drink, but I can't drink how they're doing. They're going four or five, six in the morning and still going and they cheating, too. Right. So that's why I say <laughs> nowadays it's harder in the business that we're in. We're a little bit older now. We're a little mm. bit more seasoned now. Now we have the responsibility to say, okay, now we're in the public eye. People knowing that you've been through what you've been through. Now it's because, okay, are you boring JP when you're on stage now? Or after the show, hey, let's go party. How do you take those offers now? Well, like last night, you yeah. know, like we had, we had a, I mean, like <laughs> every, of, every night it's it, there's something, you know. And for me, like the different things that people are on is diff, different energies, yeah. you know. If guys are drinking a couple little beers, is having a seltzer kind of vibe, yeah. then that's a vibe. These guys are killing Whiskey, they're just slosh. It's another vibe. These guys are doing, they're in the corner, yep. making all like that. That's one vibe. They got the burners. And it's like, I'll kind of want to hang with the with the guys that are kind of relaxing yeah. and chilling. But the fact of the matter is, like, 
it is what it is. You do what you do. Like all I know is JP's the only one here from the band right now. <laughs> I was about to say it. I don't want to say it, but I'm gonna say it because when I shout call out the JP, boys, though. shout out the boys, man. Shout out all the boys because I said JP's like all the boys. They they went party last night and yeah. they're a little bit tired. I said, but JP showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just am empowered by what what we get to do. Like, yeah. It's like like I said, it feels like a second chance to just do it, and I just of course I have those days where I'm like over it, but yeah. Flying in Vegas, like go see the boys, like, <laughs> see both guys later. Like I'm, exactly. I'm gonna do as much as I can, and yeah. God bless the Las Vegas marijuana laws. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, it goes back to what we're talking about too. Now that the shows are going on, the, the whole vibe is different now. Oh, yeah. Now it's kind of like we're back out there. Me and Westava has been doing a few shows here and there, but it's like, dude, I told Westava, I'm just happy to be back on stage, happy to get that vibe from the crowd, and now we get to do it with you in the green. Come on, man. It got to be something different. It's so stoked. Uh, to, I'm just stoked to, to talk, talk about this because for, for you guys, like, I, I, I'm fans of you guys. And I see, and I know it, oh, I'm, I was guessing, it couldn't be easy to just, you know, of course you, you do what you do on yeah. the mic, but, but getting out there and being an MC, it's not a... It's not an easy thing. Like it, it may tell seem them, easy. JP. I try to tell these <laughs> people. But I feel man. like what you guys do, like, it, it, is so crucial to what the live scene yeah. is. It's a, one of those components that you, you need to have. And it's like, it might be something kind of second, you know, behind this, but it's not. Yeah. It's it's literally just as important as the headliner, as the ticket, as the. It been. It's not. There's no real ranking, but for me passion and doing it the way you kind of because i saw you in the beginning yeah i thought i did yeah and now it's like yeah you know what i mean and that's 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 a gift we're taking this whole clip that jp said we're making a clip out of this (laughs) what he said because we were talking we're talking about the same thing with book and we're talking about what me and westafa bring to a show it's 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 not like it's not respected i don't think as far as as it could be but i tell them the vibe that me and westafa know that we can bring we always say look if we know it's the green boys we bring a different vibe. If we know it's Boog, we know bring a different vibe. Because I think the audience kind of said they can't go from one vibe and they go straight into the green vibe. So it's it's real intricate what me and Westafa do. We'll say, oh, who we're going to open up or who we're going to bring it out. Okay, if it's Comic Kings, we got a different set. If it's the green, we got a different set. We did one for Maoli uh, recently. He's like, hey, I was going to sit down, but now I got to stand up because you guys brought the vibe. Right. And I think it's important because. Sammy, too, when we did Sammy. We did Sammy J. So when we did yeah. Sammy J, we did a whole R&B set before Sammy because we know that's the kind of music. And us as music lovers. Right. Being both DJs, we'll say, okay, exactly. let's do this the right way. And I don't think people see what goes into that. And you, they don't need to see it. Yeah. Because they're, they, they can act like it's no big deal, but they're benefiting off of it every yeah. time they come to a show, whether they want to recognize it or not. I, I remember the Distant Relatives tour, baddest thing on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. Damien and Nas. And I just had found the video where I was trying to find DJ Green Lantern's yeah. oh, man. set oh, his intro. before yeah, Nas yeah, yeah. come out because I remember being Green, blown Shout out Green Lantern, away. man. Yeah. That boy's dope. He's dope. And yeah. and for me, like, for, you know, we're, we're in touch with the reggae world and, and you know, been to a few hip-hop shows, but but the, them raw, organic hip-hop, yep. authentic stuff, like when Green Lantern did that five minutes and he hit, like... Five minutes is all he needed. That's all he needed. He yeah. hit that corners of the of the, of the... the rap world yep. that just rocked but his the way he spoke it was the whole package you yeah. know what I mean this is an invasion <laughs> turn it, turn it, come. and Bro, he did it if, yeah. if you guys ever seen that set before Naza set I've seen it at a few festivals too that boy kills that thing he and that's what I think it. me and West I would try to do because we don't want to just be just to anyone before anybody we want to make sure we go into our whole thing saying look let's do it this type of way but when we do a green show we did uh, Aloha Stadium Bruno Mars 
And just seeing you guys when you closed out that first night, I was like, or was the second night. But dude, seeing hometown with Bruno, I was sitting there in awe because I looked back. I said, "This is crazy, bro. brother." You wasn't crazy. the only one. <laughs> I think there was a bunch of us that yeah. night. It was like, whoa, like, and you know, shout out to Bruno because, yeah. you know, he's doing what he's doing. Who knows what he's doing? He's yeah. doing anything he wants. But that guy, he he invited us on two of his hometown shows. He didn't need to. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. The first time, this this is what's so crazy. It's like, oh, there's no there's no guest list. You know, like Bruno doesn't do guest list. Yeah. Like, what? He's just money guy. He's a business yeah, guy. It's business. We finished the first the Blaisdell show years ago, and the guys are like, "All right, out." Yeah, and we're like, "Wait, wait, what? <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't even stay for the show." Dude. Exactly. <laughs> so thank God Bruno was actually hanging out. That yeah. he was having like a meet and greet. I was like, "Yo, like we know each other from back." Then. I was like, "Homo, they're kicking us out," and he was like, "What?" Yeah. Snapped on it. Next thing you know, it was all good. Come back to the stadium. Production manager's like, hey, we really messed up with you guys yeah. last time. And we're like, <laughs> we want to make it right this time. Dude, and he allowed us and the Kings yeah. full access to the, the sound and light rig, which yeah. is, if you were at that show, I don't think very many yeah. things matched. I think that might have been the biggest production yep. yeah. in that other than Jackson. And I still think it was bigger than Jackson because yeah. that stage was like, we're like eight stories high <laughs> on that stage. Yeah. I don't know. And the, and the pyrotechnics they had over oh, there, too. God. So it was a blessing. And I just feel like that's. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Like, you guys are doing what you're doing. We're connecting on this level, talking about the scene. But if we can pass this forward somewhere else, or we're going to go up tonight and have a show and touch someone in that way. Yeah. Who knows? Look at what, look where he's at. Exactly. Bruno's doing whatever the hell he wants. Bro, that Bruno thing, I think it was so dope. Aloha Stadium. Crazy. You had Comic Kings, you had the green, and you had Bruno just doing his thing. Then Bruno come kick it with us backstage, give us a 1942 bottle. Me and Wastava were fortunate about being able to bring you guys out at that show. And that show was like, dude, that was like kind of the epitome of saying, look, this is full circle, for, especially for Hawaii. That being a homecoming show for Bruno Mars and having the green. And know, not only that, it was the last show of like 300. Exactly. A three-year Of his 24-carat tour. Yeah. That's right. And, and it was like the end tour. of it. And then you guys bringing out Bug, you know, Feeds coming out during the Comic King set. It was like, it came because you had the heavy hitters of Island Reggae along with this national superstar. In International, man. International, yeah, absolutely. Unreal. And exactly. that's just that's just like, that's what hard work will get you these opportunities yeah. that you're like, damn, I didn't ever think I'll be able to do this. Speaking of hard work, what's next for the green? We're just, we're just on the road. We're trying to, we're trying to tour and be dads yeah. at the same time. So it's, it's a little interesting, but but I like it better. Yeah. Less, it's not like months and months. We're doing like a week, three days, four. Yeah. So we're just going to continue doing that. We're going to continue working on writing good music. We all just want to write great songs, and we want to continue so doing I have, what we're doing. I have a question. Uh, what's the, I know you guys are with Ineffable now, um, and your brother, Kimo, he's you guys' manager. Mm -hmm. um, but what what was uh, the situation with the Easy Star? Are you guys still doing stuff with them? Or? So Easy Star, like when we first got the opportunity to work with them, I think it was like 2013 or something. They wanted to be the label for the project, and then we did that. I forget which album it was. Sorry, guys, but uh, <laughs> we did like two or three, and 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 it, and it was great. But if you know the music game, it's like CD CD manufacturing isn't Over, really a thing, yeah. you yeah. know, and so marketing is kind of the thing that you need and i think we do a good job with that and so we still have easy star on the oh, okay. record as a, as a as a partner yeah um and it's not so much a money thing or they're investing in it. it's yeah. more so like 
hey, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. You know, doing doing what you guys did for us, and now we're at this level, and we want to keep you guys. Yeah. With us, but it's not like labels is tough. Like you, you really got to be, you know, a big player to have an actual label because yeah. artists can do this by themselves. Like, yeah. You don't need too much. You can just have some passion and you can get mm -hmm. out there. So we just appreciate everyone, everyone that's been a part of our journey and that's helped us out. And we, 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 we're a family. Like we yeah. want to keep, we feel like that's the key to where we're at. It's right. like, we, 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 we work hard. We get into it sometimes, but we don't break and we don't have the one person that's going to punch somebody or yeah. act a fool and make a whole thing. We all just kind of keep, together and so that's what we try to do with the business and everything else i think it's cool how you guys have uh the artwork all the same it's coming right yeah yeah we're just lucky to have you know come as my neighbor and like he started powwow which is like this huge art convention huge yeah. every year you guys should come out because they, yeah. they support all artists it's it's a mural festival week long but they bring out guys for all kinds of different reasons so, I, so it should probably too. be cool to yeah. come out yeah as they do have a music just driving uh, on the freeway and you see a yeah. painting on, on the side everywhere you see like an apartment <laughs> complex just, just all just they gotta stop painting it. over there you guys stop yeah. it. <laughs> enough enough painting yeah but come uh, started that the same year that we kind of started the green and so it was just kind of like hey you're an artist yeah you want to? Can you help us do an album cover? Yeah, so, was it kind of like a collective? Like, just, yeah. hey, let's try to get this on there as the art. Yeah, he was. He was just starting to do his thing. We were just kind of like needed art. It was like my neighbor, so let's try it. And then he's just like so into his craft that as he progressed, we got to get album yeah. covers from him, and he just keeps getting more wild That's, and more. I wild. mean, you got people getting those album covers tattooed on their whole yeah. like bodies now because the art aspect of it is like on a whole nother level. He's just he's just a really thorough painter and like yeah. loves his craft and like so it's it's just a blessing bro when you just keep working hard at something and you just keep pushing through like the things that get to happen and it's just you can't explain them like it's just cool tell, tell the people about the live animal thing man so live animal is like basically homeboy leslie is a family yeah. to the green he he was a founding member of the green he still is yeah but he was also a part of a band called hot rain <laughs> shout out to hot, rain, know, hot rain, rain yeah before us so when it was kind of cool. Like we we put the album out. We're touring 2009 and 10, and it, I feel like we kind of sparked a little bit of energy between the other bands. Out yeah. Because now we're like jumping out there, and, to, and so Hot Rain's like, boom, they got an album coming out. And Books like, in less is like, I'm gonna start playing with Hot Rain. Hey, that's yeah. that, we get it. You the know, bidding so, war going on for less. Yeah, I mean, but you know, it's it's cool that you make it work. You know, it's yeah. kind of like stepdad, you know, stepkids. This whole <laughs> yeah. shit. In the beginning, maybe a weird, but I. At the end of the day, family. Exactly. It becomes, you become family. And so Les, he's a part of a lot of the big decisions. He's, he's a part of everything. And so what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> no, the live animal stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we formed, we, so Leslie and I really started producing things together with the Greens first album. And we just always wanted to work and help people and just get the ideas from your mind to because you guys did Camille's to. first, Ellie Mac's first uh, project, right? We did. And so it was just that, that whole energy of wanting to record and produce. And we just would always end up needing a spot, either my house or his house yeah. or whatever. And then it moved into having an actual studio space. And if you know Les, he's just, the guy just doesn't turn off. The guy's <laughs> just working all the time. And so we created this spot and we try to help younger people or anyone trying to do music. And uh, that's kind of the gist of it. It's just kind of a... Is producing something more you want to give me? I mean, you're already into it, but is that something more down the line you want to get more into? I mean, uh, maybe. I like to, I like, I've produced, um, you know, a few projects over the years, but I feel like it's more of a 
who the person is and what yeah. the, what the what the vibe, what the vibe is. is and yeah. like if we get into that cool i'm not so much trying to be a producer because i don't really i'm not like if i don't like you i don't want to fucking do it yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I'm and that's not, how like, it should be that's how it should that's be that's how it should be but i feel like if i push for a, being a producer you have to be able to work with everybody, everybody. yeah yeah because if that's the level that i see i want to go to you're going to take the payment because you're on that level and you're going to work with this artist yeah. and it ain't going to be really your choice and i just don't really as much as that sounds so cool to work with everybody, it's like, I like it got to be a vibe. I like my own thing, you know? Yeah. And so I think less, maybe way more in the producer lane like that where he's, but me, I'm kind of selfish. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Fuck yeah. this. But I don't like that I guy. We ain't going to do it. Yeah. What are one of the venues, the, the, your favorite venues to play in? Like, <laughs> is there a difference between playing at home in Hawaii and then playing in the States? Dude, yes. So we just played. <laughs> no, well, not like that. I was just saying that because last week we played Aloha Tower with Ray. Yeah. And it was the first time we we had a big sold show. out. It was sold huge. out. It was yeah. sick, you know. And it was yeah. like, but we had because the scene is roaring back. We we were short two of our crew guys. They just got booked on other things, yeah. and you know you had to you had to hustle and get your get your work. So we were we were out our two stage guys, and so it was crazy because Zion and I had to literally worry about the guitars and everything for ourselves while having no like real TM or yeah. <laughs> like too much organization with as far as the stage. So yeah. you get we get there and it's just like a madhouse and it's like, dude, how the hell are we supposed to fit, <laughs> handle our own thing? We can't even move. And it was like, it was, I like that kind of energy when you have no control of it because it's just like a blessing, yeah. you know, to have friends and family just wasted and trying to rage with you, but you're trying to plug your guitar in and tune it. Dude, you know what's funny? This guy almost <laughs> fought somebody at Cali Roots. <laughs> on stage stop oh that's right that's right I did see that I wouldn't because, have false him back yeah because I, I seen JP was doing his thing and then I seen him I was like what? what's wrong you guys right know now? how it is I'll tell you guys about it it's like when we when we do stuff it's like it's very easy to to, to mess with somebody if yeah. you want like if I wanted to go in and while well, you guys are about yeah, to yeah, announce someone sure. and stand exactly. in front of you and act stupid yeah. like yep, yep. yeah maybe some guys will think it's funny but you'll probably think hey, it's kind of weird and I know you yeah so what happened at that at that other show is the real story is, is actually unreal because our light guy, Matt, we have a daytime set, but Matt is such a wild light guy. He was working all morning on yeah. like the design of it just because he's so passionate. And then when the homeboys were playing after us, no names, his light guy wanted to use the settings because it was all specked out. Oh, that's right. That's homeboy, right. Yes, told that's him, right. homeboy told him no because he put a lot of work into yeah. that. Whatever. That was what actually happened. But what happened for me is Next thing I know, I got three crew guys right in my left. Yeah. And if you're on stage, anyone who's coming side stage or trying to either tell you something Mm -hmm. or something is like, it's an important place. See their family, friends. But these guys came and they had this vibe and and the energy was bad. It just is like, and that's my side. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they're looking right at me, but it felt like that. And so I kind of look over, I was like, like, what's going on? And And they were just like, obviously like, oh, like, don't, he's looking at us. I was like, what the, you know? And I just... When you're on stage and you, you, you get you get energized. Like, oh yeah, yeah. you're, you're just zone. power in a power yeah. stand. Exactly. So it just got ch- channeled in, in kind of a bad way. But I mean, I think if if I hit somebody, it would have been bad. But, but that I, just goes to show just, you, no yeah. matter what we're going through, don't let the old JP back come out. It <laughs> will come out. It's still in there. You know, even though how much we've changed. But man, we want we appreciate you coming out here, man. Love you guys, man, and doing this with us yeah, because thank you, you know even the boys are taking a nap right now. But the last question I had is, huh? does Zion ever wear shoes on stage? <laughs> no, brother. And you know what? Last night in San Diego, the stage was 
filthy <laughs> And I always wonder, like, what, what the... Every time I see Zion, I'm like, you're not going to put no socks on him? <laughs> Dude. Or something. Because we, with COVID and everything going on, I'm like, Zion, we got to put something on. So he never wears... On stage, he is... So the reasoning is he... His, he his feet are huge, manipulates the pedals with his toes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, depending, like, you know, on certain things he needs, he'll just manipulate the levels with his toes on his pedals. And so if you wear slippers or shoes, he cannot yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. You know it would be a good foot fight, him and Mike Love. They, they would have. Oh, <laughs> I think there's multiple components to uh, to that battle, too. Yeah. <laughs> Physical, mental, spiritual. Yeah. No, shout <laughs> out Zion, though, man. He, does he still doing the uh, explicit Aloha he's doing podcast? A, he's doing a podcast, too. He is. It's, it's, it, I'm so proud of him for that yeah, because man. it's like, you know, a podcast is like watching him do it. And then it's, 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 it's a commitment. It's a, it's a commitment. Like yeah. you have to get in there and do it all the time. Be consistent. And yeah. this and that. And like for him, he, he does it by himself a lot of times. Yeah. So I did it with him. We did it with him a couple of times. And it's like, I'm really proud of him for, for doing it because. Yeah, for real. You got to, yeah. you got to, it doesn't, it's not just some easy thing, you know? No. So, yeah. And it's something that we wanted to do. We wanted to bring in the brothers like you guys and everybody that we had relationships with just to kind of tell you guys a story. Like, today's story was dope. With it just being you, I think a big thing that I took from it was was the rehab thing for me because it stuck out to me because I think a lot of people watching this podcast are going through those things that mm -hmm. we are as artists are going through. And I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people watching, man. I appreciate you for that, brother. Automatic, man. Well, you got you to gotta talk to each other. Like, yeah. you know, I've just lost the fifth friend from... For falling asleep and not waking up because yeah. he's just into painkillers, you know, like, and it's like, I could have seen it coming, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm bummed, but I'm, yeah. but I'm like, dude, like, you, like, yeah, that wasn't a suicide, but reach out, you know, yeah. talk to people, just, just check, check on in. your friends, man. Sometimes a check in is save life, you know, yeah. or just at least a, a day, or, or for sure, I man, don't hold exactly. back, you know, like, you, if you think a friend could need something, just hit them up. That's what I'm talking about. So love you, bro. Thank you guys for having me. JP, we love you, my brother. Love Thank you, you again for coming on the Western Conference Podcast. Right. For my brother, West Stafford, your boy, Big Body Cisco, we will see y'all on the next Western Conference Podcast. Mm -hmm.